Hey everyone, last spring, Hunter and I delivered a TED Talk at the University of Mississippi entitled, How to Build a Thick Institution. In it, we discussed a leadership framework we developed for our football program at Oxford that we believe helped dramatically improve our program. Well, recently, we turned the content from that talk into a book that you can now read with your team. It has the same title, How to Build a Thick Institution. You can order it online through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you're an Oxford local, Square Books carries it as well. Our next guest is Coach Chris Yeager. Coach Yeager is the head football coach at Mountain Brook High School in Birmingham, Alabama. This fall will be Coach Yeager's 17th year atop the Spartan program. Previous stops include stints as the head coach at Walker High School and West Blockton High School, as well as serving as the offensive line coach at Troy State University. I was fortunate to meet Coach Yeager at a coaching clinic clinic recently, and I immediately knew he was somebody I wanted to learn more from. I'm really looking forward to diving into how Coach Yeager has built a thick institution with Mountain Brook football. Coach, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Welcome to the podcast. Chris, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. So uh, would you mind just taking us briefly through your journey as a football coach? Well, Chris, I knew that I wanted to be to coach high school football when I was 12 years old. And I played football at the University of North Alabama. And when I finished playing, they asked me to stay on as a graduate assistant. And I wanted to do that to learn, to help equip myself to be the, the best coach I could be. And from there, it just led to one college opportunity after another. And I just did it to basically to try and to, to learn the game. And so I coached at Austin P. State and uh, University of Alabama, Troy, a uh, few stops. And, uh, and I finally uh, decided that I was going to start coaching high school. My son, I was going on a recruiting trip in Syracuse, New York, and he cried and begged me not to go. He was uh, two or three years old. And then while I was gone, he kept calling the uh, the bug man, the guy that was spraying for bugs in our house, kept calling him daddy. So I said, this is it. I'm, I'm getting out of the college game. And so anyway, uh, I, I coached at West Blockton High School, Walker High School. And then in Georgia, I was at Peach County High School, Coffee County High School. And I've been at Mountain Brook for 23 years and uh, going on my 18th as a head, head football coach. That's incredible. Uh, coach Yeager, Chris and I were talking by text maybe 10 days or, or whatever it was when y'all were at the clinic in Alabama. And uh, he sends me a text and he's like, um, Mountain Brook head coach, Coach Yeager. Unbelievable. And I was like, what is it? What is he doing so well? And he was like, I've never heard somebody speak about uh, the way they built a program that encourages so much involvement from alumni before. Because I've never seen that before. So real quick, could you kind of just give uh, our listeners a bit of information about how this is constructed in your program. Okay. Uh, Hunter, when a player graduates from our program, uh, four years after their graduation, they're eligible for uh, a, a group that we call the Long Green Line. It's former players. And right now we have a membership of somewhere between 250 to 300 uh, members of, of players, all, dating all the way back to the, to the mid-60s. And um, – what we do is we select from this group and they mentor our seniors. Like we'll, we'll appoint one uh, long green line member per senior. And a lot of times it may have to do with the trajectory of their life. In other words, I'll have, sometimes I've had players and they want their aspiration is to go into medicine. Well, Lyle Kane, who's Alabama's team doctor and the head of, uh, he's an orthopedic surgeon for Andrew Sports Medicine. I'll partner him up with them. Sometimes I've had players that are going through a situation to break up with their family and I'll, I'll, I'll assign a, a long green line member that went through this, a, a similar situation. So uh, 
you know, I, I try to, to either the trajectory of their life or something that they're going through just to help them. And the thing that we, the reason we do that is we feel like after you've been out for a while, you can see the, from a perspective of being out, what that, the experience of being a football player, what that's going to mean in your life for your entire life. And they can tell them that when you're in the middle of it, you don't see that. Uh, the long green line guys, they're a lot more than that too. You know, we have our, our youth football program is self-contained. In other words, in our third grade, we've got eight different teams, the Mount Brook Seahawks, the Mount Brook Packers, the Mount Brook Cowboys, and they all play each other. Well, my long green line members who a lot of them played for me, they coach these teams. Uh, we pull from the long green line members to, um, to speak to our teams on, on, uh, after our team meals on Thursday. Uh, but they're a support group. I give them full access to the program. They, have, they wear a polo. They get into the games. They stand on our sideline. They're our biggest cheerleaders. They have full access to the dressing room. And uh, to me, I, you know, when a player leaves here, I don't want us to grow apart. I want us to grow closer together. And it's a way for me uh, to keep us close together. You know, we've got a website where they can go and they can enter their information and keep up to date where they're working, you know, their family update and that kind of thing. So it's, I feel like it's more for me than anything. That's fantastic. I, I got, I got to follow up with that then uh, just because I'm, you know, you hear about something like this and it can be kind of overwhelming. How, how quickly you said you've been the head coach 18 years, how quickly into your tenure did you start it? And when did it, I guess, pick up steam to where like this was a real thing that other people wanted to be a part of uh, from alumni? Like it, it just caught on. Well, that's a great question, Hunter. You know, the greatest joy and one of the greatest rewards for me being here at the same place, you know, for 23 years is when a player leaves and he comes back mm -hmm. or you get a wedding invitation or whatever. And so there was always this thing of they were always, you know, they were coming back and they knew how much I loved that. I mean, I really do. It's the highlight really of the when, a, when players go off for, uh, to school and it's Christmas vacation. And so very early, I, it was my second or third year, I said, I'm going to start a group where these guys can stay connected because when they'd come back, we'd talk about all these guys and I'd say, have you heard from so-and-so? Have you heard from so-and-so? And so it was a way for them, you know, to, to something to bring about, you know, they give so much time to the program anyway. And so what, all of a sudden you just stop giving to the program and, you know, and so they give their time. And I tell them, you know, they're, they financially support us. I've never asked for a penny, but they always financially support us. But I always tell them the thing I value more than anything is your perspective, your wisdom and what you can give these players, uh, just your one-on-one -on -one relationships. They take them out to lunch in the summer and stuff like that. They do all kinds of stuff. The thing that I love is I've got a guy that played in 1975, was on the state championship team. He plays center, and he was a mentor of our center this past year. And they've developed this relationship where they still go out and break bread every week in the season's already over with, and this guy's about to graduate. And they've developed an incredible relationship. That's just been such a great reward. That's cool. Yeah, so cool. So, you know, it's, it's really clear how already listening to you, you've established uh, an unbelievable culture at Mountain Brook, very strong culture. So, you know, one of the things I wonder about is when you bring a new staff member on board, how do you do indoctrinate that person into your culture? So that's y'all had some great questions, guys. Um, well, this is the thing. I know that a lot of people, you know, they're big into the staff meetings and stuff. And, and we do have them. Everybody says in Mountain Brook that if I call a staff meeting, we're either, we're either about to get uh, BSN money, Nike money, or something bad's happened. And so anyway, we don't do it a lot, but I love one-on-one -on -one meetings with my coaches. And I have at least one one-on-one -on -one meeting with my coaches every day because I feel like, number one, I tell those guys, you know, I invite them to make me the best coach that I can be in. And I tell them, I say, guys, I've got blind spots. 
I'll, you're here to help me grow. If you don't bring something to this, to this staff where I can grow, then I really, I chose the wrong person. And so, and I tell them, I share with them my heart, my vision, and it's sort of a, a mutual growing process, Chris, it, it, you know, instead of, I don't come in and lecture, I don't, I don't bring them in like I have all the answers, but what I do is I tell them, I say, hey, listen, this is what I'm learning. This is what I've discovered. And I want them to share the same thing with me, but there's not a day that goes by that, that uh, I don't have, you know, and I tell them, I say, I want to meet with you tomorrow. It, you know, and I ask them things like, hey, tell me about the book you're reading, tell me whatever, you know, and so we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about the program. And so uh, answer your question is to indoctrinate them or to, or to get them up to speed with what's going on with us is I want to meet with them one-on-one -on -one a lot, frequently. Wilder Fitness Equipment offers a wide variety of fitness equipment to satisfy all kinds of users, from beginners to the most advanced. Their equipment is built tough and can stand up to the most demanding usage. They start with high-grade steel, precision parts, and expert craftsmanship, and use these components to engineer equipment that will give you the durability, performance, and customer satisfaction you deserve at a price you can afford. We've used Wilder Equipment for years at Oxford High School and can't say enough about how satisfied we've been. Check them out online today at www.wilderfitness.com. That's cool, Coach. Uh, I know obviously the impact that you have, you, you probably got a huge impact not only in just your football, but also in the entire athletic organization in regards to new hires. And there's a standard, obviously, with Mountain Brook and, and uh, all the different success in multiple sports. There's a friend of mine, he just started working maybe two years ago for uh, Coach McMillan at Samford. And, and I understand that's a Mountain Brook guy too. And so when Chris told me about you, I'm like, man, this must, there just must be a high caliber of person um, that gets drawn into coaching and teaching at uh, Mountain Brook High School. So I'm just curious, like when y'all do have an opening, what do you look for um, in making your staff better? Well, the most important thing to me, Hunter, is you got to, you've got to have a growth mindset. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes, John Maxwell, you know, he talks about the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And he said he'd been studying leadership for 38 years. And, you know, it, you know, he'd read from, I think it was uh, Earl Nightingale, whoever it said, if you study a subject for five years for one hour a day, you become the expert two and a half years in, he decided, you know, it's not how long is this going to take, but how far can this go? And I feel like that should be the attitude of every one of us, you know, and, and I should be the, the chief um, person with the growth mindset. But um, when I bring a, a, a person in to interview them, the thing that I want to know, I want to say, I ask them, I say, what are you doing right now to grow? And more than likely, you know, if they're, you know, 23, 24, 25 years old, and they can't answer that, and they don't have a plan for that, you know, then that tells me a lot. If they can start rattling off, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've been to this clinic. I, I'm in with uh, this mastermind group. I'm reading this book. You know, the l latest thing I've studied. The other thing too is, this happened recently. I told a guy he showed me something on his. Uh, he was talking. He showed me some concepts on huddle, and I said, Coach, I said, I'm just curious. And you, ain't, you don't have to do this. I said, Would you click on your on your, uh, the team membership. And I looked at how many hours he'd been watching film and it was a little less than 30 minutes. And I thought, well, this guy's, I don't know how much growth mindset, but he's not a big film guy. But anyway, uh, you know, so anyway. That's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a perfect answer coach and, and a great question, um, to learn a lot about somebody quickly, but 
I know that you're an offensive line guy at heart. And uh, we talked about this, uh, you know, in person. I, I got to hear you speak a little bit about this. But anybody who's spent any time around the game of football knows that, that any great offensive line is by nature a thick institution, right? So can you talk to us just a little bit about how special it is to coach that position in particular? Well, Chris, I've coached football for 40 years, and I've never had a bad day. I, I don't feel like I've worked a day in my life. I feel like I've been stealing, getting paid for the last 40 years. I feel like a criminal, to be honest with you. Um, 38 of those years I've been coaching the offensive line. And uh, to me, if you haven't coached the offensive line, you haven't, you haven't experienced the best that football has to offer. You have not experienced the essence of the greatest thing that's in this, maybe the greatest thing that's in any sport, because it's the only sport where you got a group of guys and you show them the ball on the first day and they go to the corner of the field and they play, you know, and they work in the mud, you know, and it, by the design of the game, nobody in that group gets to score. That's the design of the game. There's no other sport like it. And we had our guys, they were on the field today and we just finished working. And so I dismissed them and they're just standing there talking. And my assistant coach said to me, he said, coach, do you think any of those guys care who's starting? They're caring about their stats. They care about, uh, you know, anything with personal achievement, they care about one another and being a part of that group. Now, they want to be able to contribute at the highest level they can. But at the same time, it's an incredible mindset. It's an incredible culture inside a culture. I think football is the best, the most, the greatest sport out there. And the reason it's the greatest sport is because those guys along the line that will put themselves in front of another body a hostile body to protect a person behind him. And I just think there's nothing like that. And that is one of the greatest lessons that you can learn in life. That's awesome. I got to confess. So my father's Chris's O-line coach. So I'm going to have to tell him to listen to this because he, <laughs> he gets animated just like you are right now when he's talking about that position group, because he thinks they're the most unselfish, uh, the camaraderie amongst them is just so tight knit. I remember he always uses the illustration. He's like, I've moved so many times. If I was coaching defense and I was moving and I asked for help, all the defensive guys, they'd be, hey, I've got something to do. But if you have to move and you're coaching O-line, you can ask them. All of them will show up and they'll, you know, be unbelievable because they're such an unselfish group. Oh, Hunter, and they'll bring their trucks too. They'll do it for you. You (laughs) You got it. You got it. Well, I want to ask you this. You've talked a little bit about this. Um, and you've also given us a pretty good picture about, you know, how you're getting alumni to do this with the mentorship of players and whatnot. I guess just for, for listeners, for other coaches to hear, why is it still so important to you to have, like, almost like a, this intentional mentorship with your seniors during their last semester before graduation? Because they can't help you anymore. Mm. Like, they can't help on the field in your program anymore. Mm. So – I'd love to know that. You're exactly right. So you have to ask your, your this question, you know, like we're just talking about the offensive line, you know, in a team, it's a web or network of relationships. And that's what it is. From every relationship, there's, there's, there's energy. It's either positive or negative. And us coaches, you know, we call it chemistry, but it's love, you know. And so we sit there and we talk about the importance of relationships. And then all of a sudden, that clock, the last time the scoreboard hits zero, and it stops. They hand in their equipment, and then they go on the second semester, and you never see them again. I think that's one of the biggest tragedies in football. So I asked myself, I saw a player at graduation, and I said to myself, I haven't seen that guy since football. 
And I thought to myself, is this a transformational relationship or is this a transactional relationship? If that guy goes on and we grow apart after everything that we've been in, this is a transactional relationship. I said, I will not have a transactional relationship. And I'm sitting there, I want him to come back and be in the long green line. Well, I've got, I've got a half, I've got a semester. I've got four months, four to five months there that I can bring everything together that they should have learned in football. I can bring it together and I can say, hey guys, you know, we've been spending hours a day together. The most important time is now that they've got less going on. I can have their attention more than anything. I say, and I can bring them together and say, guys, this is what it was all about. And so I bring them back, you know, and I, I, I feed them breakfast and we take one period a day and we go through a book. It's called The True Measure for Man. Because when they leave, I want them to know what it really means to be a man because there's so many false messages out there today that says this is what it means to be a man and they're so inaccurate. And it's so easy for them to believe and they're getting bombarded with that. And when they leave, I want them to know, guys, the reason, the whole purpose of this football experience, it was to help make you a man. And this is what being a man is all about. And so anyway, we go through that book. I give each one of them a copy. And it's been a lot, it's meant a lot to me too. And I think the great thing is those relationships have strengthened and, um, and, uh, and I think too, that their perspective of what it was about, they don't feel like I was a user. They feel like I, I legitimately cared about the, the, their life after football. And that's awesome. Uh, unbelievable. And, you know, coach, I, I, we could, we could keep this going. I, I could keep, you know, listening to you for a long time. We try to keep this in that, you know, 20, 25 minute range, you know, so people can maybe listen to it driving to work or something like that. So we're going to move to the closing round, but I mean, coach, we may, we may have to have you back some uh, again sometime. This is, this is great stuff. Um, but we like to finish with a rapid fire closing round. All right. So I'm going to roll off some questions and I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind, kind of quick answers. All right. So here we go. First question, what book are you currently reading? Just finished The Pursuit of Excellence by Ryan Hawk. Highly recommend On Fire by John O'Leary. Awesome. All right, biggest influence on you as a coach? I've got an assistant on my team. He's 74 years old. Coach is like a 24-year-old. He did two tours of duty in Vietnam. He's got scars all over his body from Agent Orange, and he's had two knee replacements, and I wish I could be like him every day. Wow, big time. Uh, what's your favorite thing you do to celebrate an individual achievement in your program? We have a juice award that we give every week for energy on the sideline. We give it to one player. We have a player, Dr. Juice, that scouts the sideline and identifies him. What's the best restaurant in Mountain Brook, Alabama? Not sure what the best restaurant is, but I know that the best cook is Elaine Yeager. And if you guys are ever in Mountain Brook, I'm going to get her to whip up some uh, chicken and dumplings for you guys. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so who is a coach in another program you have a tremendous amount of respect for that maybe most of our listeners wouldn't know about? Uh, Gentrell Eatman at Woodlawn High School is in their inner city, Birmingham. They went one and nine, and what he does is a lot more important than wins. Man, I, I tell you what, I got to meet him uh, last week as well and was very impressed. Um, finish this sentence. Above all else, I hope when a player leaves our program, he blank. I hope that our pro, I hope he is equipped to add value to the lives of others. Mm. Coach, you nailed that. Like, this is one of the better ones we've had. So this was this was awesome. I, I really <laughs> we 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 need to have you back for real. For I mean, real. Yeah, we could have kept this thing going a long time. Uh, we, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hit you back up again, no doubt. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I love your questions, guys. Boy, it gets right to the heart of the matter. Well, coach, thank you so much for doing this. It has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, coach. See you later. 
Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.